0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover legend, a.k.a. Big T, and this is another episode of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. It's a very lovely Sunday full of clouds and a chance for the opportunity for the Washington football team to go ahead and clinch that division. If we can whoop Philly at 8 o'clock tonight, but who knows, you know, at this point, anything's possible, but I got high hopes for 2021 and I hope you do too. I want to introduce my next guest. He's a D.C. native, stand-up comedian, actor, radio personality, and his humor will make you think. And at the same time, he's just a damn fool. Uh, Meeting him today, uh, I got a very laid-back, chill uh, impression of him, and I think you'll feel the same way once you uh, get to know his style of comedy and who he is as a person. My next guest, everybody, Simon Says.
1: Yo, yes, Erskie. What's up, man? What's up with you? See, man, I'm cool, man. Like you say, I can't make this up, man. Like, thank you for having me this Sunday, man.
0: Well, you know, uh, me and Pat go back to 2000 and shoot. Might have been three or four. man, uh, I want. It might have been. No, I take it back. It might have been between five and six. So. You know, we 16 years in the game, you know, knowing each other. And, you know, how it happens when you grow up with people, you make connections. And, you know, when you start to evolve, all types of things happen. He said, and you know, after, after I had him on the show, he was like, you know, a good person I have on would be you. That's yes a little background on you. We connected. And, and this is what we got today. And Pat got 35 years in man.
1: 35. Man, I met that band in 1984. I walked in a daycare. kid. First thing he said to me, you got a big-ass head. (laughs) And I could fight him because at that time, it was too old. It was like five of them, the whole Patrick family was in the Day Kids Center. So, I mean, you know, anything about C. Pleasant, they deep. So, you fight one, you got to fight them all. So, we was cool by default.
0: (laughs) Cool by default. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have swung on (laughs) that. You know, that's how friendships start, if you think about it, with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes you instantaneously click, and then other times you just you you fight them, and then you know what? We got that out the way. I I ain't never tell him that
1: though. Him and his family—that's probably why I probably became a comedian. Cause coming up with them, Jonah, man, they made. I was younger than them. I was like a year younger than Pat, so I, they they older cousins. Yeah. You know, shout out the dog and all that, Mike and all them, but they was rough, man. They. And then once I, once I out, could out Joan them, man, I was like, I could take on the world because them bambas was going for the gusto. They was going for the throat They was hurting your feelings, make you go home, change your clothes, type of jones. <laughs> and, you know, in the 80s, you had to fight in jones. It wasn't, you know, that was before the gunplay came in the play early 80s. We was fighting in jones, and You had to like,
0: do that and swim, man. play basketball. So, trust me, I I grew up in the 90s. I was born in the 80s, and I got all that. You know yeah. what I'm saying, like, but I learned the hard way that because I wasn't I wasn't that type of person. I wasn't the Joan type person. You know, I was a more of chill, laid back. But then I realized I was getting mad and I was ready to fight everybody when I could just say something about your face, yeah, and get you, and get, you get you there, yeah, instead of me going there. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, you know, I had people just fire me up just by stepping on the school bus. Oh, look at this nigga head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I, you know what I'm saying? I realized that, you know, fuck that shit. I'm just going to say something about his shoes. And then next thing you know, you realize, hey, you're a little bit more fucked up than me. I just got this head. But your outfit and everything, you fresh out of dumpster.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I, I caught on early. If I can make the females laugh mm-hmm. and embarrass you with that. I mean, not only was you not going to get no play. You know what I'm saying? And I was all Joni. I always catered, like, jokes towards, like, females going to laugh, too. I learned that at an early age because, you know, my style of comedy, even now, is catered to it's a mostly female audience anyway. So I learned that early. Like, when I get the brides to laugh, oh, we was, you was embarrassed because that's the one thing about a dude coming out it's, this, this, this area. You did not like the girls out laugh you because then you look weak. Mm-hmm. How you going to overcome that? So. And you, you, you know, you insult South Alabama like that. You gotta know how to fight because he gonna go to the fight after that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we were.
0: So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? Yo, Simon
1: says, man, born in Washington D.C., raised in C. Pleasant, Maryland. Oh. Spent a little bit of time in Atlanta, Georgia, but you know I'm back now, man. I'm happy to be home again. Um, family situation brought me back home, but I'm I'm home and I'm making the best of this situation. To, uh, I don't even call it a pandemic. It's a bandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was a great year. 2020 was good for me. You know what I'm saying? I hope 2021 is even better. I ain't had no complaints with 2020 other than, you know, few losses as far as, like, people, death. Mm-hmm. But everybody took some losses with that. But not because of COVID. Just lost some good friends and stuff like that. But it was a good year. Uh, I had nothing but time. I reevaluated myself, and it was like, God's plan of slowing me down, and Not only he slowed me down, he, he made me well aware of who I am because I was going 100 miles an hour, man, just go, go, go. But there's really nowhere to go this this last year, you know what I'm saying? We're in a new year now, but this last year was, was an eye-opener, man. It helped me. I, I started two businesses, you know, because comedy had slowed all the way down, you know. Okay. Even... A-list celebrities, Kevin Hart was doing comedy in his basement. So, you know, you wasn't no shows going on as far as comedy. I know a lot of rappers that were still torn. Like I said, I was in Atlanta up until like the end of November. And I think Atlanta only closed down for one weekend. That was it. <laughs> Atlanta was wide open. I seen money back, yo, and come through Atlanta like 40 times over the pandemic. I'm like, how is he still torn, getting money? Him and Lil Boosie was getting money during the pandemic. So, I said, man, you know, is... So I had to pick up another hustle. I said, man, if they still hustling, man, people still buying stuff. Not only that, I watched uh on an Amazon become a billionaire. So I'm like, people still True. buying yeah. stuff. People still buying stuff. This is all who's selling it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, people just sitting at home. Everybody ain't broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't care. I don't know how they got their money. I don't really don't care. But I'm going to spend money in 2020, especially mm-hmm. black people. So it was just to point out, man, how could I get some of it? So, you know, I had to think outside the box and come up with different ventures and different avenues to get get on, man. I, it wasn't just about the money all the time. It was about a good I had a good peace and calmness come over me this last year because I used to be like you said, when you introduced me, I'm laid back now. If you'd have met me a year or two ago, I was always hype, hype, hype. But age and wisdom, you know, you got to slow walk things. And I kind of like I'm at that point now where it's like, (laughs) I don't got to be the loudest person in the room no more, you know? So I I can let somebody else be on front street, but you know, when it's go time, turn on them lights, I put the money up. I can go, I can go.
0: So, uh, your career
1: took you to Atlanta. Yeah, that's what took me to Atlanta. I was doing small film in Atlanta, uh, doing YouTube web series in Atlanta. Um, was actually writing one before the pandemic, then the pandemic kind of slowed a lot of stuff up. So I'm actually going to pick it back up up here and start doing the casting up here. Um, Had an idea. So
2: I'm just going to
1: pick it back up. But, you know, the land don't make the man, the man make the land. So it ain't even, you know, I used to have to, I used to be on that, man, I got to leave here. I got to leave here. You know, I, I, I feel it though. DMVP man, we get tired of leaving our little ones to go live in Cali and Atlanta and all that. time we just make the best of us here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's enough of us here. It's enough of networking here. But you just gotta branch out or make your own way. You know, like because ain't nobody gonna help you. Ain't nobody gonna get you. you now you just gotta make your way and
0: then cater to the customer. A lot of people don't understand that or don't think that way. You know, me and Pat was having a conversation. I want to say two days ago. No. Yeah, two days ago about how things used to be back in the day or depending on what generation you came up, how you carried yourself and things you go about doing. He was saying, you know, that meme that goes around that once your grandmother died, the family fall apart. Yeah, that's true. And in other uh, aspects of your life, too. You know what I'm saying? Like. When we was younger. You know, we could go to certain stores and the owners knew us because we grew up around them, patrons, you know, and they would look out for us. Right. And now, you know, a lot of people, if, if they're new to the community due to gentrification or just coming in starting their own thing, it's like everyone in here is probably out here to steal from me, so I don't trust nobody. Right. Or one person fucks it up for everybody else, so now you can't, you can't go into certain places and get, like, credit. You know what I'm saying? Right. About? So... That's the shit that we need to get back on. At least I feel as though, because, like you, like you we were saying earlier, everyone's out to do them and work on them, and they don't know how to uplift each other and they don't know how to look out for each other. So now we at the point where it's just like everyone's, everyone's thought. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, there's a thousand small businesses instead of a hundred strong
1: ones. Yep, it's you know just is? a whole bunch of people just doing a lot of stuff and they're just throwing it out there hoping that something stick and not only that the difference is now is people just don't respect something like i mean like when we came up you had to respect even honor it was on amongst these killer respect killers i ain't even on no street shit but you know like you knew not to play with that man It's certain people you could play with but it's certain people you know like if i go there with them it's either him or me so i'm gonna just not go there with them and we're going to have to have a conversation, have to have a sit down. You got to respect something. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, people don't respect nothing. They just think you can do what you want to do. You really can't do what you want to do to everybody because everybody not going to play with you or everybody not your friend or everybody don't have the same values and morals that you have. So you have to surround yourself with people who got your answers, get away with people who got your problems. And a lot of times, That's why I was coming up. I was thinking everybody had love for me. I made myself so easy to love. How can somebody not like me? Oh, trust me. They find a reason not to like you. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe because you're too successful, maybe because you you on the cusp of something, people find a way not to respect you. But, you know, it's getting back to the days of like, I think the pandemic kind of like, kind of slowed a lot of people down and now it's gonna be when it when things open back up it's gonna be the best of the best now it ain't gonna be a whole bunch of just because oh he a comedian because he funny on instagram booking for a show for a thousand dollars them days over now bro like i ain't gonna hold you like i love internet comedians and i love what they stand for no knock on it but you know a lot of them gonna go viral one video and be like i'm a comedian then go get a show and all these people come see him, you not ready, man, This because you can make somebody laugh on your phone. You got to respect this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can play 2K really good, but I ain't about to say I can go play against LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different, bro. It's different levels. And it's I'm saying, so, Yeah, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it look easy. But a lot of them, I'm talking about a lot of them, they get out here on this, on this mic. When they put this mic in front of them, I see it all the time. Like, yeah, you funny in front of a phone, but it's hard to transition that over, and I'm happy that the ones that were are successful doing it. They able to do it, but it's a lot of them that was just in a way because everybody was just doing it. Everybody was making a way. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian, getting booked, going on the road. I just think like just like rappers now, you know, it's like the best of the best gonna have to shine now. So we gonna see what 2021 has store. 2021. That's weird, ain't it? yeah
0: 2021. I seen a meme uh yesterday that said uh people ain't even thinking about what what twenty twenty one is saying it's like saying twenty twenty like the year twenty twenty one against
1: everybody
3: mm-hmm.
0: else. it's it's a new decade, man, we leaving it or not we
1: really ain't really thinking about it. another ten years has gone past since 2000. this is a whole new decade, man, all that oh, this my year we gonna see you ain't gotta talk, it. everybody always talk, oh, this is a new year, new me, oh this gonna be the year. You said that earlier yeah. What, what's gonna what's gonna be different this year? What's gonna set you apart from what you did in 2019, 2020? nineteen,
0: two thousand twenty? I'm making preparations for the end of twenty twenty one right now. So
3: I got gold in
0: mind and everything I wanna do and accomplish and I'm making that shit happen. I can't I can't speak for everybody else. I know a lot of people that, you know, <laughs> fucked up twenty G's worth of employment <laughs> money. Um and nothing to show for uh if I was unemployed and I was getting what certain people was getting I I would be in my own space right now I, you know I wouldn't have had to save to start my llc I wouldn't have been you know reaching out to certain people and and having to you know do matchmaker. I could be in a situation where I could make those direct connections but I didn't I did, I wasn't afforded that opportunity and I'm glad you know I am an essential worker still to this day and I got to get it out the mud there was no hazard pay for me yeah there was no uh you know look out for the cookout in that aspect you know I was out here doing it and getting treated like ain't nothing happened you know what i'm saying so shout out to you bro shout out to you I I I take my hat off
1: to you bro I so I, I sat back, I started, I'm on my, I'm actually in school for right now, but I started a lawn care business when I was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was, I actually was getting money off my YouTube channel. So that was cool on that. And then, um, you know, I just sat back and watched a lot of people fuck up with a lot of money wherever it was like unemployment. I seen everybody run the California scam and I was like, damn, man, like I'm too scared at forty to be scamming, but I seen bums with who ain't had no money had money this year. I was like, damn, forty bands and they showing the ho- how you do that? That you, you know, they tell too you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I wasn't even Susu, though. Like they was doing a, the, you know, I ain't gonna say too much because that means I know too much. But yeah. they was doing the, the scam and I'm like, yeah, damn, like that's crazy. Like everybody was getting money, but now here come January, all the money gone. What happened to the money? Like, that's the thing about money. If you don't understand money, you know what I'm saying? Like, one thing about money, money enhances who you really are. If you watch a person that got a free check, black people always think, because I ain't got to pay no bills this way, I got a free check. You know, who you are, whether you go out here and smoke it all up, drink it all up, trick it all up, that's who you really are when you got some money. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to be humble when you, when you broke. It's easy to pray when you broke. But once you get somebody some money, and they just go ball out, or they a businessman, or they're entrepreneur. That's that's the real them. You know what I'm saying? That's when you real you come out when you got some money. So I, I saw a lot of people real character this year when they got some money. And it's a lot of people some damn fools.
0: Yeah. So So you started a landscaping business? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing all my stuff up here too. So hopefully when you know it's a lawn care business, so everything once the last stuff when the weather breaks, I'm get back into it if I choose to. But I'm, I'm shout out to uh good friends of mine who told me about this HVAC class I got in. It's a little program in the District of Columbia, so I'll be finishing that around March. Okay, So, you know, I got ideas with that, too. I'm just, I'm gonna do a million things. To Some some things make me millions, man. That's all. I'm just gonna throw, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Just, just got nothing but time, man. I don't work, so, you know, I'm making the best of it. And this was, like, you know, a great year for me financially, so I ain't struggling. I, I save money. I ain't had to spend a whole lot of money, so mm-hmm. you know, Shout out to Donald Trump, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he was great for small business. Yeah, he was great for small business, man. You know, like, terrible, 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 terrible. You know, I don't get into all the politics. You know, you like who you like. Ain't none of them been that great. But if you want to ask me, I've seen this man put a lot of money in black people's hands. And it just, you, it was up to you. You know, it was up to you. This year was, especially this last year, it was like, you know, you could get some money. It's just on how you going to go
0: about getting it. Cause. Everyone's not uh, privy to certain information or they don't do the research themselves. They just see people attain shit and then try to figure out the quickest way to do it without doing the work. And that's the and that problem. Work. Because I know plenty of people that say, if I had this, I could make this happen. There are all types of grants out there that give people, you know, let's say $20,000 start a business. Uh Only thing you have to do is do the research, fill out the application, have a business plan, and make this shit happen. And and it don't even have to be that much. You can you can let's say you wanted to do a t shirt company. You know, at at the the lease, let's say they got a grant for five thousand dollars. You come to them the right way and you do your research, you put that work in, you can get that. And that's something you don't have to pay back. Yeah. You said the key word though, put that work in though. That's that's
1: in everything. That's why a lot of people, you know, I'm looking, I'm a, I'm gonna spend it on the comedy aspect. A lot of people talk, uh, Kevin Hart ain't funny. Kevin Hart this and that and the third. But one thing about Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart can sit in front of them people and take the meetings and tell them, look, this is why you need to invest in me, because I'm gonna get your money back. You got to understand. People want to be put in a position where there's an equity position. They want to they want to give you some money. They want to loan you some money because that's how they make money. Mm-hmm. But they got to see the bigger picture. Like, how am I going to get this money back? How am I going to this money back if I give it to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this just another fly-by-night business like you was just speaking of? Like, oh, you want to start a T-shirt company, but I got to see the value in it before I invest my five grand in it. Like, is this something that's going to pop off or is just something you think going to pop off? Sell this to me. You know what I'm saying? We were sitting in front of a guy right now, and he told us, I can put y'all your position to change your life. Just give me a plan. You ain't got a plan. Like, if right now somebody came to you and be like, man, I can change. It. I, I invest whatever you ask me for right now. Just make it make sense to me. Do you have that plan right now? I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about people in general. Like, are you ready for that? Because a lot of people ain't ready for it. They say they are, but they just talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I, it's actually investors now that's really looking towards our color. Because they understand, like, the black dollar too powerful. Like, you don't, you don't, it's not a business out here that's that that's that successful without the black dollar. We make people successful. So when they start looking towards the black dollar, they need a black face. Okay, boom, here we go right here. Okay, we get this. I seen Tesla, you know, I seen them giving cars away to celebrities and they drive it around and it make you want, oh, I need a Tesla, it's good on the economy, boom, boom, boom. Black people ain't know nothing about electrical cars. It's it's not nothing new, but you put it in the right person, you brand the right person, we jump on it. I've seen a lot of stuff go like that. Stuff been out for years, but when we jump on it, it explodes. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how powerful the black dollar is. But we just don't invest it in
0: ourselves. Man, you you, preaching to the choir right now. Yeah, I'm
1: going to turn around. (laughs) I'm going to turn around. We don't invest it in ourselves, man. That's why, you know, like you could come you could come up with the same plan, Gucci come up with, but I won't buy from you because it's from you. I want a discount, I want a hookup from you. You understand know what I'm saying? The the question I'ma ask for you is, uh, instead of how much do you charge, I'm gonna ask you how much you're gonna charge me. That's already looking for a deal right there, the way I worded it, right? Because yeah. that way you like, how much I'm gonna charge you. I got to charge I got to give you a discount because you asking for one instead of how much do you charge? And you say your price, cool. Then if you say, But you my man, I'm gonna look out for you. Cool, but they ain't going to do that over here with these people. They not cut no deals unless, you know, unless it ain't selling. So it's just a whole, the the mindset of our people, man, we got to get out, man. We still slaves in our own mind, man. You know, that's just, that's just been us. It ain't even slavery been over for years, but we still been a slave and it's, and it's crazy. It's been time to get out of that mindset because all white people ain't rich. All black people ain't poor. So, you know, we can definitely make a change, man. Just, I think this year, I mean, the last year now, I keep saying this year, 2020 kind of showed a lot of people the wave, man. Like. You say you're going to get it, but how? Like because the world stood still and people were still making money. Like what happens if it happened again? Because we don't know if this cure is coming. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know if this the end all or be all with this thing. And it might slow down again. So how you gonna keep your How you gonna pay your bills? How you gonna keep income coming in? If you got kids, how you gonna feed them? Cause my three-year-old don't understand that we in a pandemic. All she know is she wants this and she knows she's supposed to eat this time of day. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So man, it's, it's it's different, man. But I'm I'm happy. I like I like sometimes you gotta be uncomfortable to be comfortable. Cause everything is traditional. Like you go to you ever went to church? I don't know if you yeah. you walk into church. Church started, at 11, You walk in the church. Normally, when you walk in, it's praise and worship in the black church first. Mm-hmm. If you walk in, they doing benediction first. You like, dang, I, I, what happened? Like, like, you know, what I'm saying we so used to tradition. Like, if things don't, have, if things are not in order, or it got, to, it's designed to go this way. But
0: what happens when things don't go the way you think it's playing? How
1: you gonna what you, what you, what you gonna do? I
0: mean, as a black person, I know that I'm, I'm used to. Shit not being right. And I'm not right. saying that every situation I've been in, when it comes to family or business or whatever, was all unorganized. Especially if a you know a black person was running it. What I'm saying is, I can I can pivot. You know what I'm saying? I could be like, oh, okay, y'all do it this way. I'm not going to be shook into my core or discombobulated by that. Everyone ain't ready for and that. Everyone ain't ready for it. Everyone so, right? ain't ready for that. So I mean, 2020 threw me for a loop, but. From all the negative, I spawned as much positive out of it as I could possibly. Like I lost relationship, I lost people. Yeah. But I quit smoking cigarettes. I started my damn. podcast. I started my clothing line.
1: Simple and plain. I I saw that right. And I was like, damn, I wanted that John and one X. <laughs> like, like, I
0: like nah, that jump, man. That's 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 my size right there. I like that Joe, man. I like I that. that. It. Like so that. I'm I'm gonna do everything I can. To put myself in a situation where I 'm not living, check to check, multiple streams of income is the new wave, regardless of who you are who you are <laughs> or what you're doing, you got to think the next you know what I'm saying what's my next five steps not my next step what's my next five steps? You know what I'm saying on Christmas, I made five sales, and my nephew was standing beside me, and he was like hey you ain't you ain't negotiating nothing like that when it came to your prices I said did you go in McDonald's and say, "Let me get the big Mac for four uh-uh. you know what I'm saying so when it. you go in the stores you gotta you gotta go in there with that same mindset. The price is that if you want a discount, you talk about let's say bulk rates, you know what I'm saying Oh, you you want twenty hoodies, okay, then it makes sense because I know you're going to come and get twenty hoodies from me again, right, you know what I'm saying, but you got to think you gotta think smart and don't. Don't uh go against yourself. Don't pivot because someone's putting money in your face. Mm-hmm. Money's gonna come. Mm-hmm. It's the connections that people get that they don't realize that they possibly fucking up by trying to, you know what I'm saying, themselves. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in yourself, who gonna believe in what you got? Oh, you are know,
1: worth and taxes, man. That's what you gotta know your worth and that's the problem with a lot of people. They don't know their own worth, man. You know, that's that's a lot of problems. You don't even have a, a plan like if you ain't planning, it, man, or you don't have a game plan or, or, or you able to think on the fly, because I mean, I know a lot of people that can think on the fly and they can maneuver like that. I can't, you know what I'm saying? But I know a lot of people that they make some of their best decisions. They ain't got to think long about it, you know? But if you don't have that type of mindset or be able to think on the fly, man, you you kind of lost right now, man. Like, I don't even want to be around them kind of people that, you know, like that, that stuck on that that way. Because that way... It's, it's 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 contagious, man. Like like they say, you hang around five rich motherfuckers, you gonna be you gonna be the sixth. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying you hang around five broke motherfuckers, you gonna be you know like birds of a feather flock together. I mean, like what we doing here? Like what we doing? Like you know what I'm saying? Like niggas is getting closer to fifty. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like 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 are you serious? Like 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 you know when you was young. You had these dreams. You're gonna be this. You're gonna be that. Okay, that ain't work. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you gonna do? You know, like you, you. My father always told me, you know, we we go to work eight to ten hours a day working for somebody else's dream, but don't spend no time on our own dream. And he said, you know, he always used to say that old slogan, you know, uh, chase your dreams, or you'll spend the rest of your life working for somebody who chased theirs. Mm-hmm. I ain't understand that as a youth. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was 13, 14. I'm like, Man, what are you talking about? Chase my. But as I got old, I'm like. You know, you go to work, they pay you 15 to $17 an hour to forget about your dreams. Whatever you make, you know what I'm saying? I'm just throwing a number out there. Because you go home, you go to work, it's a routine. You go to sleep, look forward to tax season, back at it again, same routine. You ain't done nothing. next thing you looked up, 10 years done pass you by.
0: I told myself when I was 25 and I realized what was happening. I realized that not only am I Mad that I have to go to a place that's paying me way below what I'm worth. But now I'm in a situation where, you know, I'm saying, like, damn, I wish I went to school and got this and got that. You know what I'm saying? Or I, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking backwards. I'm not thinking, what can, you know, that that shit is done. I can't change that. No. Best. So, you know what I'm saying? So, about five years ago, I was working at FedEx. And my manager, you know what I'm saying, put me on game about, you know, what my boss was making per package and what he was paying me. And I decided right then and there, I can't keep working for somebody else because this motherfucker was making money. He had 15 routes doing at least 200 packages every day. You paying us by the stop. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm making 2 twenty five a day, sometimes $300 a day. Compared to what you was making?
2: Yeah.
0: Pennies. Pennies on a dollar. You know what I'm saying? So I I told myself that I need to figure out how I'm going to do this. What am I going to do? And I kept formulating these ideas and putting this shit together. But it wasn't until last year when I, uh, when I saw this podcast on YouTube and I seen two motherfuckers talking, talking about everyday shit but they just looked like they was having a regular conversation. I said, that's what I want. That's what I want right there. Man. True story. I was 18 years old. It was like my second job
1: working as a man. I mean, I was working as a security officer in Pentagon city Mm -hmm. at night. I'm going to get into the who the person was, but my supervisor was a, she, we every night, big head, let's go get some eat. We walking on mall. Ain't nobody breaking there. Uh, that year, a company bought my company out. So we had worked a lot of overtime, you know, it was a lot of overtime. Um, it's like, I don't know if it was the an anthrax scale, but we worked a lot of overtime. And when the company bought the company out, we didn't get paid. So, you know how black people, when they check short, mm, fuck this, I'm quitting. Man, we ain't, we we like man, you know you ain't quitting. She's a supervisor. She was already making, but I get it because time and a half, she would have went from making nineteen to like almost thirty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Check was short. Shardy ain't come back to work never again. I'm like, damn, Shardy just rolled out. And that's the I know. I see her. I'm I'm making a sandwich and I see her on TV. She on Baby Boy. I'm like, damn, that's Taraji. That was my supervisor. You know what I'm saying? So I seen her again in 2005, the big ticket week. I was working for, I was a, a car company I was working for a dealership, and we, we sponsored that weekend. We let them drive around the cars. I, I had to actually pick her and Vivica Fox up, and she's so Big hey, what you doing? How you been? It's like, man, what happened? She was like, man, you know, she had just lost her baby father. She was a single mother. She had a, Uh, She was doing auditions. She said, I had that check and my father matched me. I drove all the way to L.A. Me and my son, we were sleeping in my car. Was doing these auditions, doing these auditions, doing these auditions. And, you know, she was telling me how she had to wash her ass up sometime at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. My thing was, if her check never was short, if her check was right, she would have never left. Yeah. That was crazy to me because that's what I got from that. I was like, damn, so it was kind of a blessing in disguise that your check was short because it, if your money was right, you wouldn't handle, no, I'm tired as I'm rolling out. You would have just been like, cool, let's, let's work next week. Best thing that ever happened to her. Now she Academy Award winner, Oscar winner, you know what I'm saying? She different. Like, she, her whole life changed because she just jumped out there on Faith. You know, like, she just rolled out. And I was like, damn, like, she really ain't come back to work. We was thinking, oh, she'll be back. She tripping, you know. She ain't never come back. That's crazy. That's dope at the same time. That is dope, bro. That was <laughs> the whole game changer. So, sometimes you gotta be uncomfortable to be comfortable though. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you starting this podcast, you know what
2: I'm saying? So
1: you ain't think he was ever gonna have the time. You know, but you know how people be like, they say something, I can't afford to. No, you can't afford not to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because another year could pass you by and one thing about talent, it'll be taken away from you if you don't use it. If you got something on your heart and you ain't going to use that talent and that knowledge, it it'll, it'll slip away from you cuz the longer you wait, is the ambition still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Is it man, you know, any anything can change, you know what I'm saying? Like but I'm glad you started it, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm glad you started and you and you seem passionate about it and this is this number but bigger and better things, you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I want to see you know, I can't make this up. Go further and further and further, you know what I'm saying? But I'm happy to be here on the ground level with, like, you first six months you get, because it's like, the trial and error stage of it. But yeah. you seem to be very, just keep going, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just met you today, but, you know, I just got to, just listening to your story, like, how you, you, Still had to go to work every day and all this. You that, you could have been asleep right now, bro. You called me up, to do an interview. You know, I got about my bed. I was like, man, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm going to go because my word is my bond. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I say, I'm going to do something. It had nothing to do with the connection. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I don't. That's how we good, build good relationship, good business, because now you can trust my word. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I just stood you up, you were like, this cat, you know what I'm saying? He said he was going to do something. You reached out to me yesterday confirmed like you said you was. Mm-hmm. Boom. When you called out, I I see you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I already know what this phone call was about because you already had told me I'm going to call you Saturday to confirm, man. And you ain't had to text me this morning. I got up, boom, 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 told my old lady, look, I'm going to do this podcast. I'll be back later. I'm going to go home, change my clothes, go to the gym. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that right now. Like, my thing is, 2015, I almost died of health reasons. You know what I'm saying? But I had to lose, I lost 120 pounds. So to me, that's that's more than money right now, my health. You know what I'm saying? Cause man, I don't wanna get that money and die. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, you know, like we, we gotta change, man. We we gotta get healthy, bro. Like I'm really trying to like, you know, it's hard. Don't get it twisted. I, I smoked cigarettes for twenty years. I stopped three years ago, bro. So I take my hat off to you. That first year, the roughest, especially if you drink, consume alcohol, it's rough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's like a
0: kiss and a hug. They go hand in hand to yeah, you know? yeah,
1: go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm
0: But you know what? Because of the situation I was in, um, my previous employer, I was working, uh, you know, nine to five weekends off. I was on routine. And because of quarantine, I couldn't do shit on the <laughs> weekends. You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, Fuck it, I'm gonna quit because I'm tired of." I told myself back, "Shit, remember cigarettes was two fifty a pack." Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? They I told myself, when, "I told myself when they when they cost five dollars, I'm gonna quit." I end up paying damn near eight dollars a pack up until this year. You know what I'm saying? Man, so I, I I did the math on how much money I spent on cigarettes, and I was like. All that money I could have used. I I I, I could have been anywhere doing anything. You know what I'm saying? So I got a prescription for Chantex. I took that shit for like two three months, and like within the first month, all my cravings for nicotine disappeared.
1: And yeah, it, it, it and when it when it disappeared, it just it just smelled nasty. You think about it, like man, what the hell I was doing? Yeah. Man, then I'm gonna tell you how how crazy when I moved to Georgia, got down there, you. Yeah. Newport One Hundred was four dollars and eighty six cents. I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." Yeah, I, but I was already all gone now. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm you know, I'm, I'm already two years out the woodwork now, so I'm like, "Damn, I know I'd have bought two or three packs at that price." You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm glad because that was a habit, boy. That was an expensive habit too, because that was like, you know. You know, whatever your addiction is, you know, you, you I don't judge nobody because whatever your addiction is, it's harder, it's hard. And that's a terrible thing because I remember being 363 pounds, couldn't breathe. But I had to have that dang cigarette. I'd like liquor, you know. I, 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 It was a thing. You craved it after you ate. It just made the food taste better. Yeah, But that's all mental, though. You know what I'm saying? That's all mental. So, you know. And I and I'm like like I said, if you could shake a especially cigarette habit, man, you could do anything, man, because that's a that's a stronghold. That's like one of the most addictive things on earth is nicotine. Nicotine. That's it. And sugar. That's a that's the that's the hardest things to shake. I knew the change was I could do anything. Two things changed when I cut my locks because I was so attached to them and I had long hair. When I cut that. I was like, man, nothing got a stronghold on me again. And then, of course, losing my mom, it was like, man, you know, life too short. You know what I'm saying? Life too short, and we don't know when it's gonna end. You gotta make the best of this whole situation. But that cut in my head was nothing that I can walk away from anything other than my kids, you know, and not think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing ever again in life gonna have that much of a stronghold on me. If it's a, if it's, if it's becoming a problem. I don't got time for it no more. You know, I'm just at that point in my life where it's like, fuck
2: it. And you got to get that. You know, you got to get that, man. Fuck that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I walked out of 2020 and into 2021, you know, with five months of that on my brain constantly. Like, I can't worry about how I fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Money or, you know what I'm saying? How, I let people get over me and shit. Like ain't shit I can do about that.
3: No, nah, hell nah. What you
1: gonna? Because you gonna not make yourself angry. You know what I'm saying? Now what yeah. you
0: gonna? What you gonna do? One thing I look about money.
1: If somebody owe you some money, you probably paid them to stay out your life. Exactly. If I gave you twenty dollars and you don't return twenty dollars, you just it cost me twenty dollars. for You to leave me the fuck alone because now you can't get no more
0: from me. You know, fool me once, you know that's the never, overtime. never yeah. again. Yes, sir. You know yes, sir, Yes, sir. So now I'm in a situation where I don't. I don't have anybody that owes me anything. I owe myself to keep going and, and to be bigger and better than I was the day before.
1: And one thing about yourself, you can't lie to yourself and you ain't, gonna, you, ain't gonna, you can't let yourself down. You got you to hold yourself accountable because when you look in the mirror, you can look in the mirror and be happy with it. I tried and I did it my way, even if it didn't work. But it's something about it. When you know you ain't give it your all, you can't you can't stand that. Mm-hmm. You can't because you can make an excuse. Oh, it's this person's fault. But nah, bro, it's your fault. You ain't get it done because you got all up time and opportunities and the resources to get it done. Might not have had the monetary stuff, but you had the resources to do this. So if you never had got this started right here, I think you would have you would have you would have it would have hurt you. the Longer you kept going and seeing other people doing it and be like, "I could do that shit." they ain't even, Damn, I would have did that. I could have. Man, by now I could have blah blah blah. It, it 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 hurt you. So you getting it started, you know, this something going to be good for you cuz you're hard at it, so this something you really want.
0: Yeah, I I told myself Back in June when I first started. If I had only started back then where I initially wanted to do it, where would I be right now? Yeah, but you can't Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing
1: about it. You probably wasn't ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like now it's the time now. If things happen like that, you know what I'm saying? You would be thinking, damn, I should have did. I wish I had started comedy when Def Jam was taping shit. I, I, I would have known no where I'd be at now. I know. But Ain't nothing being taped. A lot of us stand-up comedians, we kind of like, we don't have a comic view or none of that. But we still got to make shit happen. You know, Kevin Hart is the last of the death jammer. After him, it's like, who next?
2: You know? So how did you get into comedy? Um, the story went like this. I always was on the, on a block
1: telling stories, making people laugh. So my guy, may rest in peace, uh, my man John John, he, uh, Night before Father's Day, 2008, he said, uh, Man, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take you to the comedy club, man. We're gonna go to comedy I'm gonna pick you up to minor Old School. Pick you got to the minor Old School, take you out of the comedy club, man, let you get three minutes. I already talked to the promoter. promoter at the time was, uh, and he was the host, Billy the Kid. All right, man, cool, let's do it. I sat around, I waited. Father's Day, wait, 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 wait. He never showed up. like, damn, fuck going on? You know? Then my mother called me, she was like, I'm sorry for your loss. I know how close you and him were. Whoop de whoop de I'm like, what y'all talking about? I ain't watching news that day. I turned on the news. That night, we was just together that night before. He said, man, he dropped me off. Like, I'm about to go pick the girls and my wife up. They're getting their head done. And we were going to the house. As he went to go pick his wife and girls up, he go home. He noticed his door was open. He told his family to stay in the car. Got it. He walked in the house. Somebody was in his house. Home invasion. They shot him. Killed him. He never, I ain't never seen my man again. I was just with him the night before, so I hadn't. I didn't know he shared this vision with his wife. She had hit me up after we buried him and all that. That was June, so July. She, John, John really wanted you to, you know, uh, do this comedy thing. I was like, yeah, but I, you know, I ain't, I ain't thinking about that right now. You know, I'm thinking about I gotta get some money now. You know, like got bills to pay, and uh, it's a it's some it's some money out there for uh, people who marry unsolved murders. They give you some money. You know, a lot of people don't know about that. Like, that's the the police are paid to protect and serve. So they don't say, Hey, look, you know, we found a person who killed your such and such soon. So they, they give you a couple of dollars and you gotta go get it though. They're not gonna just offer you that, you if you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. But they gave her some money. She gave me she gave me five thousand dollars and a car. She gave me his old car and five thousand dollars. And that kinda like helped me get started because I was able to pay little bills and cushion. I wasn't working, I was trying you know, try a fake trap, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I didn't have a car at the time, I was going through my second divorce, so I had to, um, and I, I was able to get around and that's my story, that's how I really got started, like, you know, like, and every time I be wanting to give up, I just think of, like, sacrifices a lot of people made for me. You know what I'm saying? I owe it to show, but I had a lot of people that, you know, girl used to she did. now. She used to run a go-go band. She, fat cat. She she used to take me to all my comedy shows, you know, like take me to get on stage. She died heart attack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was my dog. Like, we was like, you know, she was, you know, she was, she was the women. That was my dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I crashed and burned over her house. You know what I'm saying? Like, take me to trips out of town. Take me to Philly. Take me up New York. You know, like. I still, like, wear that burden on my back. Like, I can't let them down. Like, I I know they still, like, rooting for me. So, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I had a lot of key deaths, moms, grandma, uncle. You know, I've been married four times. I had a lot of personal fuck-ups in my life. So a lot of that kind of, like, held me back from... When your personal life ain't together, it's hard to get that. It's hard to get, it's hard to do. When your personal life ain't together Mm and shit fucked up, it's hard, man. It's hard to really get your, (laughs) what you want to manifest and things that you want in your life to do because you, you can't think like I'm going through divorces. I'm losing properties. I'm losing money. You know, I'm I'm losing blood, loved ones, but you know, I I had to humble myself. I had to, I had to swallow a humble pill and was like, it's me, you know, I had to, you know. It's this, and i I can't control who died all that like I can't control that, but a lot of situations were self inflicted, and you know I'm glad that I was able to wisen up before it was too late, so now it's like I can chase this dream without any any burdens, any wishing I would have did things a different way i don't I don't dwell on that no more, you know what I'm saying, like it's a prior reason why I had to go through that, so I could tell this story the way I tell it on stage because. Now people relate to it because they can actually see it in your eyes. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. he, he, he been through some shit. Like when I talk about divorces and losing property and cheating and all that, you know, it ain't something I heard. It's something I've been through. You know what I'm saying? When I talk about stuff, it's like, damn, like, that nigga crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? But hmm. shit, you had to go through this. You had to lose. I had to lose everything. I mean, I married four times, bro. Like, this ain't no game. I'm 41. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't no joke. I can't make this up. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, I can't make this up. <laughs> this is real life shit. But, um, man, your story, your story, my story, my story. But I had to go through it, man. And I'm glad I went through it because now it's like, I see people and it's like, damn, I thought my life was in shambles, man. You been through some shit. <laughs> like, like, oh, you been through that? Like, I got jokes, dark jokes. Mm-hmm. But when I make it funny, it's like, oh, man, I'm, I thought I was the only one. Nah, it's a lot of people that can, like they say, laugh at your pain because they actually going through it, too. So I'm glad I was able to go through it and weather the storm and come out on the other side and still able to tell my story because, it's the funnest thing I've ever done, man. It's just I can't believe I get paid for this shit. Like, I've seen different, I've traveled, put up in hotels, It's talking shit. <laughs> like, I can't believe this shit. Like, I, I just think about, man, I had one of the greatest, I have one of the greatest gifts to talk shit and get paid for it. Mm-hmm. And people gravitate to that and, you know, I don't buy my followers on no social media. They just—they've been—they've been with been, me through the ups and downs. My personal life been put on front street. I've been laughed at. Oh, you got caught cheating again, man! I went through all that. My exes put my shit online, throwing my shit out. Putting me—I don't bet through it all, man. But I ain't hurt nobody behind it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't killed myself behind. It. I'm still here and I'm laughing about it. And now, in order to get over it and tell it at a piece. I had to get over it. Now I can talk about my ex-wife throwing away all my left shoes. You know, and then write me a note. Now your sorry ass ain't got no choice but to get right. But when I walked in the house and saw (laughs) all right shoes on the goddamn floor. (laughs) Now you laughing, Big T. When I saw all right shoes on the damn floor, that shit wasn't funny.
0: Nah, I'm I'm sorry uh, to cut you off, but I've done that before. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a very disrespectful young lady um, try to play me. So you can say I'm the king of petty or whatever the case may be. One thing I don't do is disrespect. Mm-hmm. So she was doing this whole I'm with my cousin shit. And one of her friends put me in the game. Well, then I asked her cousin, that's some nigga she fucking. Oh, okay. So that's that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? I I I took all her left shoes. I took the knobs the off her, up. off her, off her stove, off all her drawers. I took the shelves <laughs> out the refrigerator. I took all the couch cushions, and I tossed them shirts.
2: Yeah, you
0: petty. You know what I'm saying? All shit, all shit that I that I was taking care of at the time. You know what I'm saying? I I believed in her, and I looked out for her, and it was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take this TV up out of here that I got you, and I'm. All this other shit that, you know what I'm saying, that I was doing for you. Yeah, I, I don't think you deserve that. So now she had to this. replace the knobs and shit like that. You know, I was going to take one of the legs off all the chairs, but it's just, it was all together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I
1: Out I of that uh, patty shit, but you, 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 King, I, I done unplugged the refrigerator let all the food go bad. I done took that little plate out of the microwave that when it's been around, man. Man, make that sound when you
0: try to warm up your coffee. Man. I mean, shit, shit! you can't pick up at the store. No. You got to replace, yeah, replace everything. My, you know my, but I,
1: look, I had the pettiest shot. My ex, she took my car and I watched her. She took my car. When I finally caught up to her, she was on Texas Avenue. She kept going up and down, running the red lights over and over and over again. Damn. 25 times, 26 times. You can't fight that, Mm-mm. man. I was so mad, man. Let you know how much that man that caused me a grip, man. It was tw- young, know, but when I tell that story on stage, all the females laugh. But I ain't find that shit funny that night. I'm looking at the police off like, man, get this bitch. She like, shit, what you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> you
1: had to find the human. Yeah, you got to man. Tell, or you gonna or, but that's in life. You gotta find the peace in the human. Anything, or oh, you'll hurt somebody, man. Or oh, you gonna hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta be at peace with. Decisions you made or didn't make, and you gotta get over it, or it's gonna consume you. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't dwell on what you didn't do or what you did. Or everybody make mistakes, or everybody don't make mistakes. You know, I learned from mistakes. You know, it's all on what you do after you make the mistake. I learned from, uh, you know, every time I unzip my zipper to cheat, it costs me money. I don't, you know, when I go to court, it's two words you never want to hear: all rise. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I told the judge, like, when I got, you know, when I got divorced, I'm like, y'all how can I win the state versus me? I was only married to this bitch. how am the whole state versus me. Like, ain't no way I could win. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't married to the state. Oh, you's a wise-ass. Maybe you pay spousal support. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't want to be on the wrong end of that, on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because all the laws are women and children, so mm. you don't want to be on the wrong end of that. That's a whole nother conversation, you know, but I'm happy that I went through and able to talk about it because, you know, now people pay good money for me to talk about it.
0: So what made you get married four times?
1: I can't be single, T. I I need somebody to lie to. I ain't gonna lie to you, T. I tried that single shit. It's not for me. Man. You know, like like I no, nah, my but realistically though, my parents, my father's still alive, but my mom, they was married almost 60 years. Mm-hmm. I kind of always been chasing what they've been ch- had. But, mm-hmm. you know, we in a different time, like my mom went through a lot of shit with my dad. She ain't never leave him, you know, he ain't never leave her. You know, now we ain't putting up with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to go through some shit. You know what I'm saying? 60 years, you went through some shit. Like, you know, we get cheated on, we gone. Oh, especially with social media because if business get on social media, the woman gone, it's over. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to do that now. You know what I'm saying? So, kudos are the people that's got that time in, and I've been chasing that. You know, I've always wanted a family, like, under one roof, waking up to my wife and kids. I've always wanted that, but you know, it's a lot that really come with being with a person all that time, waking up every day. It's the same woman I'ma fuck every single day, but I gotta hear this shit every day. And, you know, popularity and a little bit of fame, it, that made it even harder to be faithful, you know what I'm saying? But When you keep losing everything, you like, man, that shit ain't worth it, bro. (laughs) Like, fuck that shit. If I get divorced again, it ain't going to be because of that. You ain't
0: going to beat me up with that same shit no more. But you know what I found out?
2: Just in my opinion, love, number one, it sneaks up on you. yeah, And two,
0: finding somebody that annoys you and you don't mind it, that's how you know, you know what I'm saying, you love that person because it's certain people that can do little stuff to agitate you and you gotta get Yeah, there. yeah, you gotta okay? get the fuck away from them. Bro. But if someone if someone can aggravate you yeah, you st- and you can wake up beside them every day, you that's that's the person you need on your side for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So My my thing is, you know, I had a, I threatened my wife, you know, like, look, we will go see Jesus
1: tomorrow, you keep up playing with <laughs> You ain't there threatening to kill her and them. <laughs> look, I can't make this up. <laughs> hey, look. I always look, bitch. If you die together, the devil, you keep fucking with me. So, you know, like, that's love, man. So love, like you said, it creep up on you. And when you find yourself you can't live with or without that person, man. It's love, man. Like, I don't. I ain't no good single, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like, me just not having nobody to answer. I need that. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm reckless if I'm single, bro. I, I tried that shit for like a year, bro. I was reckless. I was, I'm surprised I didn't have AIDS, bro. I was going ham. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't like condoms, so. Yeah. ODB. Right, I'm just going <laughs> stupid dumb. Like, no, boy, you, no, no. Stop it. Like, no, you're gonna kill yourself. You need somebody to come home and be held accountable. I'm just one of them people that just, I need to held accountability. Like, Somebody check my ass, ass and- yeah check me don't let me don't let me know don't do it cause I do it but as I got old now I'm older now you know what I'm saying that was a few years back but now I'm older I ain't I can sit in the house and cool out you know what I'm saying I ain't got time to be running straight my phone right there ain't nothing going on you know ain't, yeah. ain't nothing going on cause you get tired of that you got to keep a lot going it's too hard now man <laughs> like and nowadays if they snitching on rich people you don't stand a chance. They they done snitch they done Told on Tiger Woods and all that. they got millions and billions. What make, make you think a couple hundred dollars? You got you gonna be boy? It's over for you, man. <laughs> yeah, these y'all, these jones ain't ready to be no side chicks and all that. No more. Them days are over, bro. Like they gonna talk. They're gonna any female that ever told me I'm not like all the rest of these bitches. Yes, you are. Any female that told me uh, all right, I ain't like I ain't gonna do this. Yes, you are. Soon as she call you. You gonna sing it all? Yeah, he was just over here. I ain't. I don't seen. I don't. I done been there. You can't tell me nothing. You had some throw ones that might be like, nah, we just kicking it, ain't that. But if she go doing and call, all of them, all of them gonna say the same thing, bro. It's not worth it, bro. Cause, and then, and, and when it, and you flip the thing. You ain't stupid if you find out your old lady getting hit by another nigga, you not staying, bro. Like, nah. you not staying. Like, like, mm You ain't staying cause, you know, you are not gonna put up with people that yesterday you put up with no more. Cause it's too many, it's too many out here. You can go, man, fuck that shit. I go get a little You know what I'm saying? saying. But the grass ain't green on the other side because everybody got that bullshit with them, bro. Everybody got that bullshit with them. And if you got a good female these days and time, man, stay with her, bro. Like, yeah, you ain't never allowed to stay with them because it's, it's, they come from broken homes. So they don't know how to love a man. They even been touched by their uncle. So they got, I don't know what the fuck be wrong with these females nowadays. They just,
2: just, the pickings are thin. So if you find a good one, see, you know, I learned that
0: depending on who you are, depending on how you've been brought up, sometimes you ain't ready for that like you can you can find that one person, that other half of you, but at least from my experience, and I'm pretty sure other people can understand where I'm coming from. if you're not ready for that, you could fuck that mm-hmm. you can fuck that up, and you don't wanna fuck that up, you know what I'm saying. I learned the hard way. That I did find somebody like that. But you I wasn't ready. So now, you know what I'm saying? Me like others, you know what I'm saying, you gotta you gotta fix yourself before, you know what I'm saying, you ready for that shit. And a lot of people, just young men in general, you know what I'm saying? A lot of dudes don't know how to talk to females no. unless they trying to fuck. Yeah. And not only that, not only that, not only that, too. hurt people hurt people.
1: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. It ain't even gotta be. You got hurt from a, a relationship. You could have been hurt from a, a a fucked up home. So when somebody come to love you and they really love your ass, it just seems like this. I don't. You know, you out to you out to do something. You got a an agenda. It don't seem mm-hmm. like. Nah, I love your black ass, but you know, like you ain't used to that. So like they say, hurt people, hurt people. But you got to let that shit go because. There's people out here who love us, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, let them love on you, man. Cause you're gonna die one of these days. Who, who gonna be there to be like, I love this nigga?
0: <laughs> it it takes for them to experience it and and know what actual genuine love is before they can trust it and understand it, because there's probably been tons of people that actually generally fuck with you, but because your shield was up, because you didn't you wasn't raised about that, all you know is tit for tat.
1: And these oh. females now, they, they always, I don't need a nigga for nothing. Yes, you do. You don't want to change no ties. You don't want to take out the trash. You don't want to pay all the bills. Do you want to pay all the bills, bitch? No, you don't. You want a man in here. Do you, you want to keep running your fingers through your. No, you need a man in here. Or whatever, whatever you do, your sex If you like women, that, whatever. But everybody, not. Nobody, I don't think nobody's designed to be alone all their life. You know what I'm saying? We need companionship. We need. What's the good of having all the money or, or all this and all that? You can't look, kiss the mind and be like, I love you, man. and really mean it, man. Or, or look at some little little ones that y'all created together. Man, it's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing to repopulate and and, and, and one day, hold some grandkids, stuff like that, man. That's what every man really wants. You know what I'm
0: saying? See, see a little version of yourself.
1: Yeah, you want your legacy to go on. You want to talk a little shit, and get the, and fade off to the sunset. That's what we really want to do. We, we don't want to go through, man. If you still, if I'm in my, if I'm still doing what I was doing at 20 in my 40s, man, it's on me, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, first of all, you know, it's my new motto, 2021. Don't waste dick hearts. All dick haws matter. I know they say black lives matter, but <laughs> all dick hars matter. No, I'm telling you, you cannot waste dick harsh. So therefore, like, you know, all that rubbing one out the porn or going to strip club, that's over. All dick haws got to count. You know what I'm saying? Like every time you waste a dick hard, it sounds like a Pac Man life. <laughs> <laughs> so the, all your dick you thirty five, so you got about a good twelve hundred dick hard left. Make them all count. You know what I'm saying? When you get forty Shit don't work like it's supposed to. Do, man. <laughs> like you got, got all that gas, station pill. No, 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 no. That shit. You gotta, you gotta eat right and all that. Sleep well. You know. You got to plan your say. It, it ain't hitting on what you think is hitting on that. four. I was the man at thirty-five. Shit, I would was waste a dick. I hit two or three Jones in one day. Go home, to old lady. Ain't no more nut coming out. That shit look like LeBron James when he do that powder slap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> burning them all up because I could, but. Now, shit, man. I, man, I got old age thirty years old. Man, she tearing my ass up, man. I ain't, got, I can't keep up with her, man. But you know, I look at, I look back on that, like, damn, I've had a Cause there's a lot of ugly Jones I hit, or Jones. I had no business even hitting. I wasted a dick hard, fuck with the bitch. Mm-hmm. A lot of bitches don't even deserve your time or your penis. But we men, we think we we got to conquer everything, mm-hmm. man. These, it ain't no value in that. Now, ain't the, the mystique is gone. Once you, before you hit a woman. It's kind of like you can hold some cards. But once you hit her, she know the mystique on about you. Now you got to come out your pocket now. Like, nigga, I know what you hitting on. Nigga, you got two moves. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no it ain't no mystique or about you no more. So And women can do that. They can fuck us mentally without fucking us physically. You know, we physical creatures. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying so I had to learn I ain't got to fuck this broad physically. I can fuck her mentally and get more about of it. What can she bring to the table? Can she help me get to the next level where I'm trying to get in my life? Not just on a relationship. Everybody, you came into school all your all your female friends. Some of them putting your life to help you talk to certain people that you couldn't get talked to because they know how to talk that talk. We don't we that ain't we we don't want hear all that. We, how much and where I gotta be at? That's all we we want to cut and dry. But mm-hmm. you gotta have some some good females on your team that that love you for who you are. But a lot of them you can't poke, and I had to learn that because I was trying to poke them all. It was play sisters. Oh yeah, that's my play sister. Yeah. I'm I've been I done had brothers. I was in their wedding, they husbands to this day don't even know I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like this this but that ain't about nothing. I don't know that nigga. You know, my my friend, my loyalty was the herd, but he think, oh yeah, sis. That ain't my sis, man. <laughs> I ain't my sis, man. That's why I don't trust that probably pray brother pray sister.
0: I don't trust that shit, nigga. What, nah, I don't do that work husband
1: shit. Yeah, I don't do that shit. I knock a man, where that nigga at on your family porch? I don't see that nigga none of your family That nigga ain't your family, man. I don't trust that
0: shit. Shit. So what was your first actual uh stand up performance? Um Club twelve. Right there on
1: Eighth Street, that was my first one. I did. I had to do three minutes. It was a when uh like like I told you, my man, I told you about him dying, and I finally mm-hmm. went. It was a competition that night. I went. uh, The first night I went, I won. The, I won the twenty five dollars. He was like, "You yeah, gotta get up here and do a joke for three minutes." And I kept going. They was like, "Keep going, keep going." But I was just talking. I was drunk. Mm-hmm. Just bury my man. I'm just talking shit. I'm going through a, a divorce, and you know, I just they just gave me a mic, and I wasn't. I ain't had nowhere to go. I was like, I ain't got nothing to do but go back home. You know. I, I just was talking shit, and people were sitting there like this nigga crazy, but I was, it just came out naturally, and I wanted. I went up and introduced me as Simon Says. I was like, "Damn, I, ain't, I told him my name was Simon." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just that was that was he take credit for every time I see him. I gave your stage name. I appreciate you, but um, yeah, that that shit just came out naturally, and I just was. It's something about laughter, man. You. It's something about when you when you make people laugh, and you 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 just sitting there like, oh man, this shit is this shit like honestly, no homo shit. It's like if I, if everybody in the audience laugh, I'm just standing there going like this, like, ah, <laughs> like y'all all laughing at my dumb ass, and instant
0: instant gratification. Oh
1: man, man, I done shows where it was thousands of people, man. Miami Takeover it was like one of my biggest shows, man. I was at theater, I was like. And man, people to this day be like, man, you was the funniest one. And they had national headliners. I was like, you know, and listen, that weekend in Miami, it was a DMV takeover. Mm-hmm. I felt like a king. <laughs> Drinks on I got your drink sign. I got your drink tab, Sam, I'm cool. You can stay one more night, I, my flight, I got I got you. My man, I got damn, they I had Bama's big dudes, take my car, you're gonna need a security nigga. In a few years you're gonna be that. I felt like this was 2017. I felt like, damn, like you know what I'm saying. Right, but you came back home, you know, was like damn, I gotta leave the DMV. That's when I, that's when I left. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I gotta get the fuck about the DMV. Like I said, I had to come back, some family stuff. But that's that was the whole movement. Like, all right, so you know, I was like, ain't nothing being taped, ain't nothing being. Hey, let me go try to get on this TV credit, and then I can come back and do stand up Go to Netflix and be like, "Hey, I I do stand up too. Give me a special, you know." That was my that's my whole way of thinking now. Mm-hmm. Like, i get in these movies, get that blue check, get something. Oh, now give me, let me, let me. I can do the stand up too. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Whatever they offer me, I don't care if it's twenty thousand. You know what I'm saying? I just want to get it out there because I know once they see me, then it's like, oh shit, like you know. Then I can go back the next time and negotiate because I got. HBO special jokes that I ain't never said on stage, but I know it's just it'll get snatched by a bigger comedian. I gotta take that to a TV platform. I can't just say that on a on a on a Instagram because a a, a bigger comedian be like, "Oh, I'm taking that. I'm snatching that."
0: And it don't matter if it's your word
1: against theirs if you said it first.
2: So,
0: you ever thought about putting yourself in a situation where you shoot your own special and then bring it to the the platform? Yeah, I thought about I think about it every day, but I
1: just you know. I don't had a, the knowledge of how to get it to the main scheme until like I did learn how to do it as far as getting on Amazon prime in Atlanta. I saw a lot of people doing that. I did. I did do that, but I I was so focused. My mission in Atlanta was acting, 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 getting these acting credits, getting up with the white right rapper, getting on. And I'm starting to link with a lot of underground rappers getting on. They, uh, they was doing like movie style videos mm-hmm. and like, if you've been enough of them, people are like, well, I keep saying this dude in all these videos. Who is this nigga? Like, who, who is he? Like, who is this nigga? Like, he, I keep saying him on all these up underground. These niggas got a million views. You might not know him, but, you know, the people who watch all this stuff, they like, I keep saying him. He must be somebody of importance. That's was my whole claim to fame down there because I understood the whole thing, the landscape down there. They're not going to let you in unless somebody stamp you. Then you got to be nice once they stamp you Every because, you know. They're not just going to say, oh, that's, oh, he's funny, but he he ain't from here. They ain't going to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Unless you put that time in down there, been there for a while, or you born there, they ain't rocking with you down there. But I'm like, I'm home now. It's so much easier that I'm back home now. I ain't got to, you know, I, I, I mean, things are slow up here now because everything, a lot of stuff closed down. It's like far as comedy club and all that. But I got so many ideas. I'm, uh, my man, shout out to David Ruffin. He just hit me. He was just texting me just now. Um. He just hit me up about casting for this movie they putting together now. He cast it. Well, but he ain't really had to cast for. He wanted the main characters. He wanted me to cast for this role. It was like his OG. And I always been like his OG anyway, so this is gonna be natural. So you know, uh it's time to go to the next level here. You know what I'm saying? Like step up the game. I see a lot of people were stagnant that I'm gone. A lot of people still ain't really do nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my homegirl, Jess I, I watched her I remember when she didn't have a phone, I was working with the cell phone store manager, and I helped her to get a phone. She took off, you know, and every time she come to Atlanta, she text me, come hang out. i hang out, and I, just, I would just pick her brain, like, hey, boom, 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 you know, like, a lot of people don't even know, you know. She just she just recently moved to Atlanta just, like, about two weeks ago. But, you know, like, she had stayed loyal lawyer to, you know, a while and out, you know, she probably, you know, uh, Fox, the little rail show, you know, they only picked up for a couple of six, six, uh, six shows. They gave her the advance money, 3.5 up front. So, shorty, the whole life changed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, I just watched her come from that and I was like, man, just keep going, man. It ain't, it ain't over. No matter how old I get, it's a it's a marathon, not a race. And it's because you see people, that was my biggest thing. I see people pass me, like, damn. Like, but your walk and your journey going to be different and your reign on top going to be longer because you had to go through more.
0: And I had to understand that. I mean, like you said, uh, things don't happen for people to, you know, they ready for Mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, it's the right time and opportunity. But I had to understand that though. I had to understand that.
1: 'Cause it's easy to say that, but do you understand that? <laughs> and now you have to be cool with who you are. Like, man, that's okay. I be happy for them. Like, that's another thing. Be happy for other people, Shine. Genuinely happy. Genuinely happy. No hate. Don't ask them, man, put me on. No. Cause if they if they wanted to, they would, they want, I'm, I'm, I'm out to help you. If they want to, they will.
0: You know You got
1: some advice. But we got some advice for me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I asked her, like, how do you book your shows? And she told me she charges ten dollars per chair. And she only doing certain venues. That's how I wanted to ask, how could I get more money out of these shows? Mm-hmm. Now I understand, like, in order to get this type of money, I gotta ask when the question comes with the promoter is how how many seats are you? I mean, seats is available. Because it ain't about how many people you think coming, because I don't care about that no more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a 1,000-seater. Okay, I need X, Y, Z per seat in my mind. That w- that's how I come up with my price. And then she tells me that uh, before she even come out on stage, she have somebody on her team go out there and count every chair to make sure they didn't sneak an extra 100 chairs out there. Because mm-hmm. she's not coming out until they readjust the money. That's business. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like, you got to understand the business side of it. That's a whole other aspect of... Uh 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 this like you can be talented but do you understand the business mind of it cuz that's how you're going to get screwed if you don't understand
0: that business. Okay. So do you remember your first distinctive bomb?
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. I wouldn't say it was a bomb. My thing was I have a problem with doing I did I did then that now I don't. I I I had a problem with doing smaller rooms like six people in a crowd, 10 people in a crowd, you know, cause it, laughter is contagious. So it's like, you don't want to be the only one <laughs> in the crowd. It's easy to make a big room laugh. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. But like just sitting there, just cheers. And it's like crickets. It's like, but me, I'm like, you ain't, this ain't gonna define my career. You got to go through them nights. You got to go through that. That shit make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And it's a comedy gods are humbling you. You could, I, it always happened after I'm on this high ass wave. I done done all these rooms, killed all these rooms somebody be like, come do my mom's 50th birthday party. <laughs> and I know I should say no, but I ain't doing nothing that weekend. And then it's, it's a range of five-year-old kids to 70 year old adults. And I know with the kids in the room, I can't get jiggy like I want to, you understand what I'm saying? So my type of material, the type of comedian that I am, I should I had no business even taking these type of shows, but I'm going to do it because I'm going to challenge myself. And I always bum. I'll be like, why do I keep doing these type of events? where it's like five-year-old little madman here and it's a semi old lady that just really ain't paying no attention that don't want to hit me cussing. But I know where I am, you know what I'm saying? But it's always them them type of shows that humble you. Like, you know, you got to make
0: everybody laugh. <laughs> Stepping Stone. Yeah. So my experience, <laughs> and I think people can agree with me, 2020
2: is kind of like prison. Mm -hmm. Mentally. So they say when people go to prison,
0: they come out with a new skill. And if you didn't, you wasted your time Mm -hmm. while you were sitting down. Can you say you came out of 2020 with a
2: new skill? Absolutely. bro. I came out with understanding business side of everything. What how, like, you know,
1: everybody now is, they want to go viral as far as comedy. They want to go viral, they want the likes, they want the followers. But that shit don't equate to shows and money. So now I came out with networking skills. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Clubhouse. Yeah. Clubhouse is a big thing with me and network. I don't be in the little hood rooms. I be in the rooms where you cast and you read the script, you trying to cast or something. Mm hmm. I was able to talk to people because everybody was sitting still. I was able to talk to people that's putting on stuff all over the world. Just just talking network. I've always had to been the one to go out and network. Mm -hmm. I could never sit in this network by having a conversation, call me network. I never had the time because I always be like, I got to go hit these clubs and network. But 2020 kind of slowed me up to be like, ain't nothing going on. What you going to do? Like, yeah, Atlanta was open, but people was coming to Atlanta land of the party. So, you know, like, I was meeting them kind of people, but, like, especially in the, like, from, like, August, I was really able to sit down and this person in California, we going out there, you know, and they coming out here, they shooting
2: this, and they casting for this. I was able to learn how to enhance my networking skill 2020. Okay. Networking is important. Not just getting into...
0: An audition, but you know, knowing who's the casting director, who's doing the production, who's doing the directing, key people that that make movies or productions mm-hmm. happen, and a lot of people don't think that way, especially in the entertainment field like yourself. You got
1: better, better. You, you think you just gonna keep. Making funny videos on Instagram, but that ain't, that don't do nothing, man. That don't that don't do nothing. Like you ain't gonna be nowhere with that stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm putting my foot on the ass this year, but I ain't gonna really talk about it. It's gonna be a lot of me doing it. And now that my personal life is, I had to move back here to get my personal life together. I got to take it my pop. so that make me feel a lot better. Because mm-hmm. being ten hours away, that was kind of. You know I'm my only child, so that was kind of like I, I wasn't at ease. He' up in age now, but now I'm back. I'm able to see him every day. You know, and he I know he good, or when he ain't good, I know how to help him. That put a peace on me. That put a calm on me. You understand what I'm saying? And I got you know I got a lot of stuff that I had to right the wrongs back up and build get a relationship that I fucked over before I left. I'm able to. Man, look, man, I was wrong. I was going through some, I was grieving. My mom had died, my grandma died, back to back, my uncle died. I wasn't myself. And it's just apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm sorry, brother. I, and even if they don't fuck with me again, I can live with the fact that I said i was sorry. And I really, I really meant it. Mm. And so I'm looking forward to doing that and
2: building back relationships, things like that, that I kind of like fucked over before I left.
1: And I'm just being real with you. Like yeah. I was on some fuck fuck the world type shit. But you know, you can't you can't go like that because the world don't you not damn. As you lose somebody or you go through something, it ain't it ain't the next person's fault. But I kinda like took it out on a lot of people around me and I shouldn't have. Yeah.
0: I mean, they they gonna look at it like anybody else, like you're not the only person going through something.
1: Yeah, 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 of course. But nobody can tell you how to go through something. Yeah, you go, everybody go through something different my thing was I lashed out you know just I felt alone so it was like you know fuck you cause I had that mentality is you gonna let me down it's just a point of win instead of me giving you a chance to say it ain't fair for me to judge you like me and you just met T and I, and I know Pat for 35 years mm-hmm. you know what type of dude he is somebody that come to me and be like man you know your man Pat man he, he, he a shady motherfucker in my mind Pat ain't never done nothing shady to me it's just that he probably don't fuck with you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but if I heard that in that time like man this nigga shaved my fuck. I got my guards up for you and it ain't you ain't even out to do nothing to me you just ain't fuck with the person over there you just like you felt like you can get over on them. so sometimes you do take advantage of that that's just yeah. nature the beast but I get now I started you know me and you ain't there done no, you ain't there wrong with me. So that ain't got, that. what you did with them over there ain't got nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and you ain't there had them problems. I ain't there had them problems out of, let's just say, Pat Always been loyal, but I mean, it's, I'm quite sure if he asked people around, then they probably like, man, fuck that nigga. I, I done heard the same thing about him. He done heard that about me, but me being my man, like, man, man, what's, what's this shit about? You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, nah, that's what it was. And that's, it's a real conversation with me and him. Like, I ain't fuck with that nigga. I felt like he was sweet or she was sweet for us, So I took advantage of it at that time. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But that don't mean it was right, but that's what I did. You know what I'm saying?
0: if somebody came to me like that about one of my folks depending on the age of the person depending on how far I'll get into it because like this was a younger, and they speaking on somebody it's like alright is it because of the way you felt after your interaction or is it because it was actually a grimy thing because I don't know this person to be grimy mm-hmm. so what happened you know what I'm saying or are you the type of person that, you know what I'm saying, like to speak ill to people when they're not around? Because grown men don't do that don't shit. Don't do that shit, right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, and grown men don't a, sit around and listen to that shit either. <laughs> exactly. So if you had a problem with them, why are you telling me about it? But you can't go to that. Go to that motherfucker. He approachable. <laughs> exactly. So whatever whatever happened right then and there, you felt intimidated or, you know what I'm saying, whatever that you couldn't say in, in front of you. that person. So you need to need to check yourself because you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Right. You're telling me that what, what am I supposed to do? Right, I can't. Should I should I should I text him? Right. Should I you know what I'm
1: saying? I'm not gonna
0: you, I'm not gonna go back and tell him what you said.
1: Cause that gonna look like you sitting around talking about me. Yeah. Yeah. You might like fuck you man. Like I'm a yeah, I'm I'm gonna be type of nigga to be like, certain people you can't even talk crazy to me about because I'm a I'm a FaceTime right then and hey man, what, <laughs> what <laughs> this nigga what's talk? Up? What's up with what this nigga right while wild ass nigga saying this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, cool. Then that's what it is. Cause I'm a type of nigga that's gonna. I'm a. I, you can't. You can't talk crazy about certain people to me. Yeah. I ain't going for that. You know what I'm saying? But like you say, grown men don't sit around
0: and entertain that shit. Exactly. So for me, 2020 took away movie theaters, and that was my piece. I I enjoyed going to the mm-hmm. movies on like early on a Saturday or a Sunday. You know what I'm saying. I catch the first show, least amount of people in the theaters, and I rock out to whatever I wanted to see. Well, uh,
2: what did what did what did COVID take away from you that that isn't uh, available now? Well, I already stopped really clubbing, so that that don't matter. But um,
1: COVID took away. I go like it's just little things. I like I miss going to Giant, going to the salad bar. You know, it mm-hmm. took away that. Um, it just it took away from me going around my family like I want to because now it's like you know yeah you know you hear people oh yeah I, I had COVID last week that's why I ain't want to buy old like damn like hold up Joe like you know like that's some real life shit like yeah. you know, especially that first wave you know that's like all uh, you got is it. like a common cold you can get rid of it real fast unless you got some illness but when that first wave hit it was like damn like you really was scared bro like you was like people was living in fear like they was keeping you if you went to the hospital yeah too. that too like but um you know I had already started changing so a lot of things I was doing away with but it was that, that if I was still clubbing it really would hurt me because I was in the clubs heavy I was going out every night drinking and all that partying but I'm glad I got over that
0: and um,
1: was able to get business minded. But I ain't really, it changed me as far as going to my family house. Like, I wouldn't want to go, I like to pull up on my family like I want to. But now with COVID, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, y'all, I see my little cousins, they party and they still out. Like, it ain't real. Like, I ain't about to go around them right now. Like, let you chill out, bro, because. You 23, you still wildin'. I see you... <laughs> you all over. Yeah, you all over the place. You know, I I can't do it. But other than that, nah, it's, it's, it's been cool. You know, I can't
2: complain.
0: Two things I would like to do uh, post-world opening back up. Go to Red Lobster. and Sit down and enjoy a nice-ass meal with some fresh-ass biscuits. I don't like the carry-out shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't the same. And... Go see the backyard at the Howard there. You know. That's one thing that I, I didn't take advantage of in 2019. I haven't really, I haven't took a vacation like a real actual, not <laughs> no staycation. Right, where no you actual go actually get on a plane and go drive somewhere. So right now I'm saving up. I'm going to spend the holidays in Hawaii because apparently leaving the country means you got to take this vaccine that's going around. and I, I'm not going to be a, a T-virus uh Except well Hawaii not even in
1: this is that's still part of the United States though. So you cool with that. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So like it's
0: saying if you leave the country. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They expect you to take it back. Right Why now. beautiful though, man? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. I haven't been yet. And yeah, that's what I'm gonna do at the end of 2021. So I can't speak for everybody else. I mean, you know the shit that kills me, and I know this is very random, me saying this. Uh people that stress out over like Christmas shopping and shit like that in October and November. Like, you had all year. You knew it was coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I honestly, I start shopping in August and September. Like, I'm done by the end of, by Halloween. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like something that hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. Or something I'm going to pick up like a gift card or something like that. I'm not, I'm not doing all Both that. bulk of shit. it's already done. Yeah, it. yeah, I'm not doing all that extra shit going into the mall with a bunch of people. And now, you gotta, you gotta be in a situation where you go out anywhere shopping. You gotta be masked up and dealing with a whole bunch of ignorant people. Or it was hard enough before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But now it's worse when you gotta wait in line to get into certain places and shit like that. I ain't got time for that. I never was. I'm, I'm like you. I want to get in, I want to get out and be done with it. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? unless I'm, I'm in some place chilling and I'm enjoying the vibe. You know, so. And that's a whole different thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, shopping is you know, different now. That's yeah. why that's why everybody going to Amazon. <laughs> hey, look. I tell everybody, and I do mean I tell everybody, in the beginning of this
2: year, matter of fact, Valentine's Day, when uh, I first started hearing rumors about a possible
0: quarantine, because they was talking about this shit on the news and the little sidebars mm-hmm. and shit I'm seeing and then mm-hmm. about coronavirus. But everybody kept saying they was bringing up that movie and I'm like, I don't really know nothing about it. It wasn't until March where people, you know what I'm saying, the shit started getting more serious and then the quarantine happened. But if you don't buy some goddamn Amazon stock, mm-hmm. Target stock, Walmart stock, like you shop there every day, pay your fucking soap. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the stupidest shit. I got a homeboy that's down in Florida, my my home dog, Hound. I'm pretty sure he he's not listening to this, but I'm going to send him a link because I mentioned him in this shit. And this man stayed in the polo shop. I said, bruh, you go up in that joint, you know what I'm saying, probably every two weeks, spend a nice little penny. Pay your fucking self, dog. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? put your money back in your pocket because you growing their revenue. Why not put, you know what I'm saying? Get something back for it. Mm-hmm. And people don't think like that. When I seen where the shit was going to hit the fan, I invested in Disney, Microsoft, and it wasn't until after March, but I invested in Zoom. Zoom stocks went from Shares, $23 a share in February to like 279 right now.
1: That's how Clubhouse is going to be once they open it up to the public. Clubhouse is not going to go crazy.
0: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a whole bunch of things that you can implement that, that don't take a whole bunch of money. I mean, look at, look, at, look at the cost of Bitcoin. Look at the cost of Apple shares yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to buy a full share, but you can get to a point to where you can afford mm-hmm. a full share. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Find something else. Um, White Petroleum, the, the people that own Exxon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, when uh when travel was down back in like May and June that's right, yep. the the shares was like ten dollars mm-hmm. a share I bought like fifty shares that shit went up in August to like twenty three dollars a share she was like that traveling. shit that shit paid my rent for the uh next three months, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so so I didn't have to wait till I got paid to have you know what I'm saying have money you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but now i got a, I got a small portfolio of shit that's growing, and I'm watching like how tech moves and shit like that. So I know where to put my money at. So then I'm not relying on a company's 401k. I mean, I have one, but I'm not relying on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what everybody privy to. They only think about, you know what I'm saying? I gotta I gotta pay this bill when I get paid. I gotta push this back until you don't have to be that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm gonna check the check. Yep, honestly. So I can't speak for everybody else, but Put yourself in a situation where, you know what I'm saying, you're not always trying to figure out how to survive to the next day. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? And the model I live by to this day that I've been living with, like, the past seven years. Stop letting life get in the way of living. You know? That's deep.
2: So that's what I focus on. I can't speak for everybody else. So, let me ask you a question. hmm Who would you rather go on tour with? Eddie Griffin, or my God Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin? Why Eddie? That's one of my top five, first of all. Um, and then... The,
1: the the moves he made from... At one point, he was about to be the one of the most dominant figures in stand-up if he didn't chose to go the Malcolm and Eddie route. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was... Mm-hmm. You know, Mass Pierre gave him that money. He was he was top dog. But, you know, I, and then I, I just like... I'm a fan, so you know, like, I'm a fan of his. There's no knock on nothing against Mike Epps. I ain't... Nah, he a brilliant dude. He stayed relevant all this time, so you got to take your hat off to him. But it's just my style of comedy and picking his brain and learning something from him. You know, it's like, he, he, he him and Corey Holcomb, like, they're like, well, I, in my top five, I just mm-hmm. like their style of comedy.
2: It's just a personal reason probably why because I'm a fan of his, you know. Yeah. Who's your top five? Eddie Griffin, Richard Pryor, Corey Holcomb, Lisa Nampanelli. And we just
1: talking about stand up, but we talking about body of work because stand up. In them four and uh, his work ethic, you know, because of work ethic. No, because you said stand up based on stand up, based on stand up,
2: uh, Robert Harrison. Okay. Robert Harrison. I just, I like that flat footed shock values type car. Like, oh, nigga ain't say that. I mm-hmm. uh, like, I'm a fan of that. Like, oh,
1: uh, like. Like shit that you don't want to laugh at, they make you laugh at. It's like yeah. nobody wanna laugh at abortion jokes, but Cory Hoker, I see people walk out to me, I'm like, yo, this dude is ignorant. Shit. And to work with him, I actually met him and work with him. I was like, oh shit, nigga, you ain't gotta pay me for this one. You know, I do this one <laughs> for free, but you know, just that's just my style. Mm-hmm. And you ask, in my opinion, you ask a rapper or you ask comedian who's their top five, you can kind of get an idea of their style because mm-hmm. you mimic who you who you like mm-hmm. and I had to stop watching so much of them now I do when I watch comedy I don't watch them no more because so I, I try to learn from them. I was... not people that don't even people that are, you don't even know but I just watch what makes them tick like I just okay I can see the call back I can see the punch and I can see how he's setting it up I can see you know where he's struggling at I can see some comedians they don't have championship rounds around 8, 9, and 10 if they're hour in you can see him struggling because it can be somebody can say you can do an hour, but it could be a first hot fifteen minutes. The rest forty five minutes is struggling. So you know, I seen comedians that I know that got they they championship rounds. They, they still they still coming with it. Like damn, like he's still funny. We forty minutes in, like you know, like when you see forty minutes on TV, that's two hours because they don't chop. They got
2: chop it up. Yeah. So damn, like, this this dude he a beast. I, I, I just respect the game. So if you ask me, you know,
1: Eddie Griffin, you know. My top five. That's the only reason why my top five. Lisa Lampanelli, she she pushed the envelope with the race shit, but she only she can get away with it. hmm But it works. And it's like it's shock value. I like that kind of guy. What do you think about Chappelle? Yeah, he cool, you know, hometown hero, you know, but it's just stand up thing that's just not to me, that's not what I like. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like but I think he touches on I've seen him come I seen him skateboarding down Connecticut Avenue, DC come to D C improv and he can talk three hours and still he's funny as hell.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Political, he talks, you know, he he can go, but just not my style. I uh I listened to Dave Chappelle there was a recording
0: he did. I forgot the name of the club, but this was uh one, you know, C D man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So sold me a jump when uh I wanna say he was in Ohio, but I could be mistaken. This was like two thousand five. And he was talking about going to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how Disney World Disney World would trick you. And they really—it's not really for black people, cause they, you know, you get up there and you go on a certain ride, and it says no cussing. Like, what the fuck I'ma say when I'm on this fucking ride? Yippee and skippy, all this other dumb shit. And he made this joke about him cussing out some little white kid who stuff on his shoe, and they knocked him out, and he's like taking to Mickey's tower, and fucking Mickey Mouse walked in with his shirt off, uh, drinking a bottle of Jack, and was like, "You wanna cuss in my world?" <laughs> <laughs> but. At right then and there and I think killing them softly yeah. like just hit and I haven't seen it yet but I heard that stand up and I knew him since the movie Screw came out with him and Noah McDonald and Half Bacon and all that you know what I'm saying I was like this motherfucker says the shit that I think about on the normal like when I have conversations with my folks and Pat to tell you they always say man you should be a comedian I said no I'm not a comedian but what I can do is tell a story about my life that'll make you laugh because it can be the craziest or the wildest shit. And I'm going to say it to you with the straightest face ever, because it, like you say to me at the time, the shit wasn't funny and I still feel that way. You know, it's crazy and it's, and it's, it's laughable now, but it wasn't funny then when it was happening.
1: Funny thing about Chappelle is for a while, I ain't know who he was, but I, I ain't gonna say his name. It's his mentor. I used to work with his mentor a lot. He know who it is, because so he just praised him on his last specials. He just gave him a shout out. But but I was saying too much. I'm gonna say too much. You know the Chappelle show. He didn't give homage to my OG, and that was his OG. And half of the stuff that he skits that he wrote was my OG's jokes and my OG. They would have saw each other back then, and Bernie McAvoy's had have been some furniture moving. So mm-hmm. I kind of go on the road and hear my OG tell these jokes, and people be like, that's the Chappelle show jokes. But they don't know that it came from him because he was his mentor. He was Chappelle's mentor. And they had to write that wrong. It was them two beef. Mm-hmm. But just to know that we'd be on the road. And, you know, be on the road— them people, them comedians from the area, they drug of choice is cocaine. So he do his little shit, drink his little yak, and, and get to talking. And I should be like, damn, how can somebody do somebody like that? But Chappelle ain't never wronged me though. But my OG, who is well respected, pick up the phone for me anytime. They, they cool, they cool now. They broke them off. They cool now. You know what I'm saying? He, he knows what he did, but. Like I say, you know, I, for a long time, I was like, damn, man, he was cold-blooded doing, doing you know what I'm saying, did his OG like that, because, you know, it was kind of like, I, I I see these jokes, I see him on YouTube, this was before the Chappelle show came out, mm-hmm. but it was the same, it's like, you know, somebody like, oh, he stole that, but, you know, the world didn't know that, but I knew it, but I, I kind of looked at him like, damn, he just like went cold-blooded, he just, he should have knew he backed, he could have gave that man something. And I started, you know, like, you know, he got blackballed out of the game for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he said no to that 50 million, he didn't, he got blackballed. He was still doing it. He was back on the chilling circuit. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't getting in movies and all that. Like, you know, he he wasn't hot like he was back when the Chappelle show was out. He got blackballed out of the industry. He just got back up when Netflix picked him back up. So, I, you know, Karma is a bitch. I say that. You know what I'm saying? No. You know. That's the, they righted that wrong, and that's they beef, and all as well. So who am I to you know? But for a long time, bro, I was because I had to hear it. Early, 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 we out of town, but mm. you no know, shout, out, shout out to my man. He 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 he, he he'll definitely understand. I respect him, and I, I you know it was just I go to, I would at that point I would go to war with this man. Like you couldn't say nothing wrong with me about my my, my OG because we, we 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 was in the, we was in the, he, he didn't have to be in the trenches. He was giving me the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, damn, like you well respected. You don't know, Martin Lawrence. You don't watch them telling me stories. How you remember you? You from Lando? People don't even know Martin was the store manager at the Sears right here in Lando Mall for years at the shoe department. You know, he was the manager running that. You going in there and try your shoes on? You know his house. Martin was they going to Parkdale High School. That was his job over there, at Lando Mall, at the Sears for a long time before he got you know before he went out to go tape uh the spin off to uh. Uh, uh, what's happening now? No, that was his first jump. with he got out there with uh, with Raj and Shirley, and them grew up. But you know, mm-hmm. he went out to Burbank, California. She died. He had to come back home, and then he got on with the Spike Lee's and all that of the world and, and the death Jam, and you know, that was history after that. But you no, know, he was telling me stories about that. You know, like my tax lady Teresa. She went to prom with Martin. You know, what I'm saying I thought she was lying. Going to her house, big ass prom picture, of him and her. So, you know, definitely. Comedians of this or from it ain't a comedian from that or That from here, that I don't. I study the game. I'm a student of it, so it was just like I, I had to. What what was up with them? I had to ask. And he been around. If I say his name. He be like, oh yeah, Ledger. But I ain't gonna call his name because you know I don't know who to listen to. This. <laughs> but because I see your face, like, wait, who the fuck you talking about? Yeah, it's a real shit, like. I'm telling you, Chappelle Day was not a good day. You didn't bring him around this bad couple of years back, you know. You go watch the special he shouted him out, say about, said oh, about... I know he's on. Yeah, but him. he yeah. listen, I thought it was all good, but somebody told me, hey, don't say that name around him. You about to be working with him, take you on the road with you? he like you. Don't mention that name. But it was until, like, Tommy Davis and him, him got together, and they started talking about it. And I'm sitting back there, we on the show, I'm sitting back there like, Damn, wow. Like, they really talk about this shit in
2: front of it. They ain't care who walked in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. You reap what you sow, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's not prone to it. You
1: don't care where you at, top of the world, bottom of the world. You can definitely reap what you sow.
0: Yeah, what happens in the dark going to come to the light. All the ways, always. So.
2: Let me ask you another question, Damn. Who would you rather see, um, you know,
0: in a live performance? Tiffany Hattis for Leslie Jones? Like, if you was in town and it was, you know, two shows going on across the street for each other,
2: <sighs> but you, and you only see one that night. There's two shows going on. I'm by myself? Sure. Tiffany Addish. Tiffany Addish? Although I think Leslie's funnier, but I'm going
1: to
0: go see Tiffany. Have you ever seen her before? T- Who? In person? Who, Tiffany? Yeah. No, not in person, no. Okay.
1: Not in person. Um, I, I know Leslie's funnier, but I'm going to just go see Tiffany because they trying to, like, put her in that spot as the top female dog. I just got to see it for myself. Okay. That's all. Because I know the TV stuff that's chopped up. Mm-hmm. Unless it's on YouTube where it's raw. I got to see it for myself. That's all. It's just a personal thing that I have. I got to see if she, who who they say she is. Yeah. And you know, they done stamped her as that number one female in the game right now. I just want to see it, you know. And it, it's I don't know. I just know Leslie funny yeah, from what I see. But I haven't seen her perform
0: live either, so yeah the proof is in the pudding Leslie yeah. Jones she's a beast. Is a beast she's a beast but I expect that
1: man if I was on a date night, I'm gonna see Leslie but for my for me the, the the measurement how I study the game just for my personal
2: vendetta, I gotta go see Tiffany okay if that makes sense it's just being a student of the game I just gotta go see her
0: yeah, I think that I haven't seen, I've seen Leslie Jones, like, 15 minutes of her set in person. She's a beast. and It's always, one of them happens to hey, let's go to this spot. Mm-hmm. And I just so happen to, you know what I'm saying, catch the shit. And I was like, man, why does she look familiar? You know, that's the shorty from da-da-da-da. I'm like, oh, shit, that's what's up. And Tiffany Haddish, I've seen, like, little five-minute little parts of bits of her stand-up, but I haven't seen her raw and in her element. And I I would rather see that than... I mean, don't get me wrong, she does good in movies and stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's that that real shit. Yeah, the movies is written, scripted. Like, you can't... This ain't... This is... You know, to me, when a person's being themselves... That's when they the funniest. Mm-hmm. Like as, as far as comedians go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My uh my god brother Dwayne Watts. Yeah, I know yeah, you know I know Watts. You know, yeah. that's my that's my guy. Me and Watts, we was in the trenches. We
1: I started a little bit before Watts, but uh, you know, like I watched Watts come up through the he's working pick my brain when he was working at the gym, Gold's gym over on Central mm-hmm. Avenue. So, you know. Was that Gold's LA Fitness? Well Gold's it one? was LA Fitness. LA Fitness, yeah. Uh Before that it was Ballast. Yeah, when he yeah. just he yeah, took a break living in Laurel, he's like, "I'm coming back, y'all. I'm coming back, y'all." I'm like, "Come on, dog. What you waiting for?" Maybe you got back though. That's my guy. It's conversations we had off the late night that yeah, was like, "Man, you can't have this with certain people because he was yeah, yeah." The, yeah he, he understood, and I and I respect him for that. Like when I, it's just certain comedian that I started
2: out with all came through with, and it's just when I see him in a room, it's like, "What's up?" Because I know. You know that, you know, we, we different versus these newer comics.
3: You know,
1: they, they had the luxury of you ain't got to be funny, but you can go hit a stage every night. Not us. We was backpacking, mm-hmm. catching buses all night long, DC hitting three or four stages. Somebody, whoever got the car riding around doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: we been through we was in the trenches. So, yeah, shout out to Watts. That's, yeah, fucking around with that nigga, he introduced him to my first stalker. Your first stalker? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, G- shit. Nah, G shit. He uh Oh shit. I was <laughs> this was Hey I got eleven. I wanna say it's two thousand eleven. He pause
2: just now. That was yeah,
0: yeah, because because it's 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 a it's a wild story, right? So check this shit out, right? Hey when you do I was like, oh, yeah, so so, 2010, I go to the doctor. The doctor's like, hey, man, you're about 100 pounds overweight for your right I was like, how much I weigh? He was like, 429. I was like, shit.
2: I ain't feel it. I was like,
0: I'm so used to being big or whatever. So I got on my shit. I start hitting the gym every other day, and I would uh walk. You know what I'm saying? For two miles on the day that I
2: didn't go to the gym. And I got down to shit. I got down to two fifteen
0: in a ten month span. You got down to two fifteen? Mm-hmm. Damn, that, that's a lot of weight loss. <laughs> yeah. The first in my first six months, um And your height. I, I got down to I got down to three twenty five the first six months. And that was all mostly food. So that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So when I got down to 215, that was, uh, doing to me constantly doing cardio. Yeah. Fuck yeah. the thing. I was still smoking at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of counterproductive, but I still saw results. So I had a before and after picture in his office. He hit me up one day, uh, Probably like an hour after I left the gym. He's hey, man, one of my clients saw your picture. It's mm-hmm. so like she thought she was cute. She you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She she wanna know if she can get your number. I'm like, Come in a picture. So I saw the picture. She was looking alright. You know what I'm saying? She was she was definitely uh caked up on her chest. So I was like, All right, you can send her send her my number, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. She get my number, she she text me. We text them back and forth and we uh then we get on the phone later on and we rapping or whatever and in the middle of the conversation she's like I wanna ask you a question but I don't wanna say it over the phone. I was like, What? What like the elementary school shit is this, right? Uh-huh. So she, I was like, All right. She hung up the phone, she texted me, she was like, I don't wanna to go to bed by myself tonight. Would you mind coming over? Uh-huh. I'm like, All right, no, where this going, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She texted me her address. She's staying in Mayfair. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Ah, ah, this this feel like a setup, yes sir." You know what she- I was, uh, so I I I was twenty shit twenty five at the time. Yeah, I was twenty five at the time. Oh, twenty six one. I, I don't remember. So I took the chance. But what I did do was I text three people the address and let them know what time right. I was going over in case anything happened. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? This is the person. This is the number, all that good shit. So I go over her house. Um, she answered the door and the towel back still wet. I'm like, Oh, I see what this is. You know what I'm saying? So sitting down in the room, she come back, she get the movie. Uh, she get some popcorn and some wine. And she hit me with the the DVD players not working out here. Let's just go in my room. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. Uh, we lay on the bed, we're watching a movie. We're probably about 20 minutes into it. I wake up four hours later. It's 3 something in the morning. I'm in her bed, in my drawer. She's laying on top of me, slobbing on my shoulder. I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm talking about no memory of laying on her bed, no memory of taking off my clothes and folding them up and putting them on top she of drugs. my shoes, nothing. I'm like, I, you know how it is when you, let's say you, you black out in my house and you wake up in an unfamiliar room. room. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around like, where the fuck am I? Mm. And she's just on me. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. How the fuck did that? I- I'm like, is my dick wet? Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out right, what the right, fuck right. happened. Yeah, you discombobulate, right? I push her up by her forehead. Get off me. She's like, "What's wrong?" I said, "Get off me." I, I I get my clothes on. I leave I immediately. Go home, and I'm I'm tripping. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened mm-hmm. now. I'm like, my kidneys here. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a very scary, fucked up feeling. I go to the doctor the next day. Run that blood work. At the same time, let me know if there's something in there that could, you know, knock me out. Mm-hmm. By the time I got my results back, they said everything was clear and they couldn't find nothing else in my blood. And I'm like, I don't trust that shit. I'm like, tell, I'm like, Shorty, tell me what happened. She's like, you said you was tired, you laid down, and then we just was chilling. I was like, I don't remember none of that. I don't remember none of that. Like, honestly, I don't I remember we was watching the last house on the left. And the movie was just, like I said, it was going for about 20, 25 minutes. And then Black, nothing. I still to this day have no memory what happened between that time and when I woke up. And I'm just like, man, what the fuck? Hell, that's an eerie ass. You fuck. know what I'm saying? so I, I went through the couple of days and I'm just like, all right, I need to get her out of my life. She was like blowing me up. I I came up with this idea that I'm gonna cut her off uh, on Friday. We can go out and get something to eat or whatever, mm-hmm. right? We go to the what the fuck is the Applebee's. Up there with the Jazz position logo. Yeah, okay. We go to the Applebee's, and I'm sitting down. We, we talking. And I'm like, I, I'm texting people. I'm like, look, you are gonna be my emergency out of here? Call me at this certain time. Fake like an emergency. I'm gonna dip in that process. I'm just gonna be telling them, "Hey, this ain't gonna work out." Blah, blah, blah. blah. Be over with the shit. It's like everyone all of a sudden had plans and disappeared on me because I couldn't get nobody on the phone that night. <laughs> like no respond to texts. You would have thought that fucking uh young Jeezy, Yo Gotti, and and fucking Gucci Man was all in town and everybody went to the show that right. like, like that's that's how I felt like is this something going on that I missed? Like, like did the president get shot? Why right. ain't nobody picking up the phone? So I ended up having done it with this broad. And I'm just like, fuck. Now at the time I had two phones and I'm outside trying to call people on my work phone. I left my, 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 you know what I'm saying? my, my daily phone at the table. I go back and my phone started ringing and it was ringing a ringtone. I never heard before. She even took a picture of herself, so, put it in the contact and changed the ringtone to, to Music Soul Child. In your phone? In my phone. Well, I was outside on the phone for like maybe five or seven minutes. So that was that was strike two. <laughs> strike three was we sitting there having a conversation while we drinking and eating and shit and I noticed she had a medical Lurk bracelet on mm-hmm. her wrist. So I was like, are you allergic to something? She was like, "No, uh, I get real bad epileptic seizures, so the doctors know not to give me, uh, I guess, a certain drug, or whatever." I was like, "That's that's kind of important information. Right. You should tell me off break, so in case anything happens, I'm not doing nothing that could, you know, harm you." Like I'm, and she just was treating like a, uh, a regular conversation. I'm like, "So you taking medication for that?" She was like, "Yeah, but I haven't taken it in three days because." I don't like the way it makes me feel. I'm like, she ain't taking it three days. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, I understand your situation, but you can't put somebody in a situation where you could possibly, you know what I'm saying? Have a seizure. Mm -hmm. And then it's, you springing that information on it. Like that's a medical emergency. You could die.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So I just was like, I gotta go. I was like, I, I got to go. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, I just thought about it. Shit, it's late. I got work tomorrow. I was lying like shit. But she didn't know that. I walked into her car, gave her a hug, said, I'll call you later on, whatever. And I go to my truck, and I beat my head on my steering wheel for about 15 minutes. I was like, this shit is crazy. Rolled me a J. And I start my drive. She calls me. Now, she had told me that she had to go babysit for a friend uh, who was going out that night. So when she called me, she was like saying that her friend canceled and she ain't got nothing to do now. I was like, well, I'm still going home. Mm-hmm. I got go to go work tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So we talking. I'm coming down Brycey Road by the past FedEx Field, right?
3: hmm
0: Fucking deer comes out of nowhere. You know how the, that fuck up that road is now, right? Yeah, right here did come out of nowhere, almost hit the ditch. I'm like, oh shit. Slam on brakes.
2: She was like, was that a deer? I was like, what'd you say? She said, was that a deer? Looking at my phone like, how the fuck you know that?
0: She flashed her lights. She behind me. Yeah, that face. That's, that's the face I had sitting in the middle of the road. I'm like,
2: when did, when did you, when did you get behind me? She's like, I never left. Oh hell,
0: and you see where I'm at now. That's how close I was to going home without, without me knowing she was behind me the whole time. She never knew where I right. stayed. I'm like, hell nah. <laughs> and I'm saying this to myself, but I'm on mute. I, I, I clicked back over. I was like, yeah, my nerves is bad. I said, all right. Um... Just follow me to your house. I'll kick it with you for hours, and I'm going home. She's like, cool. Man, the light turned green. I'm kicking it down
2: Sheriff Road, doing like 65. I'm recording. I'm recording. And I'm doing like
0: 65 coming down Sheriff Road, trying to lose this bra. She on my ass. I get to the top of Bell Haven, light turned red. I fly past that bitch, didn't care about the ticket or nothing she stopped. I get to the bottom, make that right and okay. I come down Columbia Avenue. I come home. I cut my, I cut my lights off. I cut my phone off. I go to sleep. I woke up to like 13 text messages and like 20 voicemails, all getting more excited and in progression as they go.
2: Yeah. The shit was wild. So at the end of the shit, like three or four months go by.
0: She obviously got the picture that, you know, I didn't want to be involved with her. I could have done it a little nicer, but I was 20. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's how I Hey, you scared as a mother. I get a random phone call from Washington Hospital Center. Oh. And it's her. And I didn't recognize the number, so I picked up. She was telling me that she was in the hospital, by herself. she had a seizure. So, and I guess her family was out of town, so she had nobody to talk to. So I had the conversation with her. I was like, look, I handled things the fuck that way. I should have just been honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I knew things was going to work out. But at the time, I figured that was the only way I knew how to handle the situation. And she was just saying how she missed me and all this other stuff. I'm like, look, you don't know me enough to tell me that you missed me. Uh You have strong feelings for me. I think you need to learn how to... Uh, love and appreciate yourself and take care of yourself so that you're not dependent on somebody else to feel happy you know what I'm saying so I, I just you know it was one of the life lessons I had to go through about how I carry myself and what I do to you know seek pleasure from a female mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but I told my homeboy this story a few years ago and he said something fucked me up still to this day he said you know what if she did drug you
2: and she had your kid and never told you about it you have no way to get in contact with this bride and I said that's fucked up but that's also true that could have happened shit hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so yeah you'll grow without a father I guess <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
1: that! <laughs> fuck that bitch! <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that kid. That's one kid that'll never see me. i fuck. <laughs> fuck that child! No child left alone.
0: My ass. That's over for that child. Damn. I mean, hey, to each his own, right? <laughs> so, all right. I got right. one more question. Then I'm gonna let you go. Let's go with it. Uh, who do you think is
2: funnier? Bill Burrow, Jerry Seinfeld. Funnier? Brilliant mind, Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Yeah, he just got a brilliant mind,
1: man. The writing, that cat, that pen, that guy, that dude's pen is vicious. Yeah. And you just don't, that show don't last that long by accident.
0: Nah, they did 10 seasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm about to go with Seinfeld. It actually got progressively better as time went on. And I can say that... You can see his brilliance as time
2: went on, too. He was a brilliant
1: man. And you don't have to like that style of comedy, but you gotta appreciate
2: the body work he put in.
0: Man, I, I appreciate the comedy ever since I was a kid. And it wasn't until I got a little older that I realized that, you know, people play roles and they do it so well that they kind of you know what I'm saying? Get that you get that image stuck in your mind. That's something. that's them, right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So when you see him in a different aspect, like what, what is Prince Arkeem doing in the right. top of the right, hills? Right. Like this where's his accent? This shit don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, that's the character, yeah. Exactly. So a lot of people when they when they look at when they only see people in certain ways, they assume that they're only one person. Uh-huh. And that goes true for all facets of life, Fair and enough. I don't think that at least the what the generation X's will understand. It's the generation Wi-Fi. <laughs> this this generation right here <laughs> is is a whole different animal. And you know what?
2: I don't want to. I don't want to say that it's our fault, but it is. We had o h mm-hmm. They don't have that. They don't have yeah. that, and and we actually were we respected
0: what O'Hare had to say we didn't get what they were saying until we got older but we took those lessons with us you know what i'm saying into adulthood mm-hmm. and that's not what they are doing see you you become 12 or 13 year old and you see all this stuff on instagram you introduce into adulthood at a younger age mm-hmm. than we were you know what i'm saying sometimes we was we was we was put in situations or seeing shit that we wasn't supposed to see for years you know what i'm saying but the way we carry ourselves is a lot different from what they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we knew that, all right, I'm in some grown shit, but I'm staying out of grown folks' business. They think that they are grown, grown. And and even they're though they're still children. You Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that needs to stop.
3: Yes. You know?
0: So I can't I can't make this shit up, people. Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I see it every day. I I witness it, and and I really want, I really want that. I want a new trend of getting back to people showing more respect for people, and you know, more uh, community shit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't been to a Kentland day, and I don't know how many years, and that's something I know I can't enjoy because I know younger people gonna fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, back to what
2: I said earlier, don't respect nothing.
0: Exactly. So, I I would like to help, you know, push something like that to the forefront of what we got going on these days because at the end of the day, it's all about connections and making those things happen. Everyone not going to blow up. Doesn't mean we can't help elevate somebody else to. Absolutely. You know what yep. I'm saying? So... That's what that's what we need to work on as a people, you know. I agree. But hey, man, this has been dope.
1: Yeah, no bullshit. We just sitting there each other, <laughs> just, yeah. just sitting there, have a good
0: conversations, man. And that's and that's the purpose of my show to not only you know what I'm saying have real conversations, but talk about some real shit. I appreciate you, know you for having me. Like you see, I rap for my man, my man, and Mofo. Got I got uh Mr. Lee coming on here next Friday. My man, we go together. Yeah, yeah, like decipher clothing. Yeah, that's my guy. So you know, I'm I'm all about he was
1: kids, man. That was uh, man.
0: Yeah, I'm I can't all about rap. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he said he got a battle next Sunday. Yeah, he told he, he, he always send
1: me the link to it. You know, he he tough man. He tough. That's my guy, man. I he just was quiet as a kid, man. Just hard for me to believe. He put the words together like that, because I just don't know what I'm saying so much. as a kid.
0: It's a dude that I know that I went to shit, grade school with who had a vicious stutter who's now dropping... who has dropped several mixtapes. And I'm like, where's your stutter at? Like, nigga, you right. got over that shit, or it just don't happen when you rapping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like certain people, mm-hmm. like depending when they, on what they doing, mm-hmm, you know they, what I'm saying? Yeah, that shit Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But w- once they chilling, then that shit will mm-hmm. kick back up. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's funny and dope at the same time. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I ain't going to take up too much more of your time. I know you got a nice full yeah. busy schedule on this, uh, Nice little crazy Sunday. Sir, Uh, let's watch these scans later. Yeah, so uh, why don't you tell the people where they can reach you at?
1: Everything Simon says is crazy. Instagram, Clubhouse, Twitter. Uh, I ain't giving y'all my Facebook. Y'all ain't going to look me on my government. That's personal, but (laughs) Instagram,
2: Twitter, Clubhouse, Snapchat, do that. Simon Says Crazy, all one word, man. I appreciate y'all
0: for having me. And uh, YouTube channel? Simon Says Crazy. Simon mm-hmm. Says Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I look forward to doing this again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, I, I do want to pick your brain on a couple of things. Cause you, you dropped a couple of gems mm-hmm. that I, I thought were very useful so appreciate that until then this has been another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast I'm your host the land of a legend aka Big T and you can find me everywhere podcasts are available you can also find me on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram I can't with K make this up podcast don't forget to follow like share and subscribe and I'm taking all feedback whether it be good or bad to leave a comment you know what I'm saying and if it's bad, I'll delete it later on and block you with all that good shit, so <laughs> you know how it is till next time, everybody
2: take care. peace peace.